Well, hi, and welcome to the Big Blue Brothers podcast. Just a few brothers talking the Big Blue. I'm Andrew, joined by my two fantastic brothers, Stephen in Kentucky on his way to work. Stephen, how are you? Doing fantastic. Wonderful. And then David in that strange place called California. David, how are you? I'm great. You're welcome for gracing with my presence today. Steven's on his way to work. I'm definitely not working. And uh, David hasn't. Have you gone into work for like three months? Physically, no. But this this podcast happens to be in between two study sessions. So that's, that's a lot of that's a lot of work. Tell us, what have you learned in the first study session? Teach us in the first in the first study session. Yep, give us. Uh, I learned I learned first class like for a, for a ticket or an airline. You know, Desert Aula is is, is first class. So one, one more time, Stephen and I are going to learn. Ready? You say it, and then we'll <laughs> no, say it. No, We're ready. Desert Aula. Desert Aula. No. Yep, it's perfect. I've never I've never heard an accent so pure. I think I'm a native speaker. Honestly, like, I don't know if you can be a native speaker without actually being a native speaker, but however close you can get, that's how close I am. I would just like for you to know. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Steven, interesting you... fact, since this is my, this is apparently my thing now, it's interesting random facts. Yes. There's, um, they, they have unique verbs in Arabic and what, like, they have one for like to become Arabized, to like become a native. So they have stuff like that. They also have one to like what, behave like Hitler. Oh dear. So, how do you say yeah. to become Arabized or whatever you just said? I don't know. It's not it's not part of my class. Okay, no. well I'm that thing. I just became <laughs> like I'm a native speaker now. Uh, it's I'm going to show my friend uh, Dan that speaks Arabic and and tell him that I am now a native speaker. Stephen is no such native speaker. Um, no. 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 So, he'll just stick to English and and it'll all be great. Cool. <laughs> hey, I am taking a Spanish speaking class for a week um, in March. How exciting. Yeah. Do you expect to master the Spanish language <laughs> in the one week? No, no, I don't. I expect them to probably teach me the little language, the little Spanish I already know, actually. Nice. What's the purpose of taking a, a one week Spanish class? It's to help you get through, be able to speak Spanish with uh, like people in, interacting with as cops, like try to get the basics of trying to get information and stuff like that. Gotcha. That makes sense. So you can yell, no, hands behind your back, you're under arrest. Sure, like or that. like, how, where's your license? Stuff like that. Maybe let's go that route versus. Cops don't do that. That'd be they just they just lock people up, right? Much better, much better. I don't. <laughs> it's all the paperwork. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right. Well, guys, we have only one game to talk about that happened in this past week because that Texas game from yesterday. No, man, we were going to win the Texas game, okay? <laughs> they were down oh, to yeah. like eight players. They didn't have a coach. Notre if Dame had seven players. Well. I forgot about that. Georgia Tech hadn't done a five-on-five practice. I don't want to talk about yeah. this. So let's and they're talk both about, not good otherwise. Let's talk about the Bama loss first since, you know, of, of the two, I guess that's worse. I don't really know. Um, I was discouraged with this game, Stephen, because we played with them and, like, we're doing very well until, like, four minutes left in the game. And then we just completely fell apart. And it was, like, turnover after turnover after turnover – and I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you play that well for that much of the game. And then, like, the last four minutes, we just completely fell apart. What, what do you think was up with that? Well, what happened was I was at work, and at the four-minute timeout, we came out, and Dante Allen missed that three. 
to put us up five, and then I got a run and had to leave and didn't get to watch the rest of the game. That's why we lost. So, David, what I'm hearing this is Stephen is is the reason. It, or, it, maybe he's the reason why we've lost all the games this year. Maybe like the no, no, ones. No, 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 because no, because actually the one game, the Florida game that we won really well. I was traveling back from Texas, so I was having to listen to it on the radio spottily because I was not back home yet. So I didn't get to hear all of it, didn't get to watch any of it, and we won that game going away. So, so that means you should be listening. You should be listening on the radio to all of the games. I was trying to as I was going to this run, but it, didn't it wasn't work. working out so well. No. well that sucks. Uh, this team just can't close that game for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know why. They, I think it's point guard play, to be honest with you. And Askew did not improve, like, at all nope. in that game. I guess nope. Mintz played okay, but I think you're right. If you don't have a floor general and you don't have a guy that's going to be able to take care of the ball, like, you just need to not turn it over and just continue to play like you have for we the first. We need Ashton Higgins. Yeah. But we don't have him. So, no. next year. It's whatever. David, what were you going to say? Uh, it sounds like to me that it's entirely Steven's fault and that he's just blaming what, like the whole city of Louisville for, for making him go out on a call during the game. You know, I'd over, hey, over here in, it, in California where I'm living accident, the dream. So. Steven, th- well, thank I, you for taking I, care I, of these things. <laughs> okay. I, I think that that's a good deal. That might be more important <laughs> than watching a ball game. Yeah, maybe David, Steven mentioned that we were, what up two, up four, something like that. Or we had a chance to go up five um, with Dante Allen's three that he had in the corner. Do you think, cause he, I mean, he was over 50% in that game. He was four for seven and he's, you know, been having shooting a very high percentage over the years. So that was a good look uh, and a good play call. Off of a set play call out of a timeout by uh sorry, or by uh uh, John Calipari there, so I thought he couldn't coach. I, I'm confused now. This is yeah. He doesn't run plays either, and he doesn't he doesn't run plays for Dante Allen to get oh, open never, for never. wide open. No, no, he doesn't never. play Dante Allen enough. But David, the was question that the is, shot? so I I remember this. I remember texting you guys like that was a big swing and thinking like, oh no, I feel like the game is over now. Was that the shot that Dante Allen airballed from no, the corner? He didn't airball. No, it. no. I th- okay, okay. I was, I was, I was just wondering. Um, but yeah, as soon as, as soon as he missed that and they ran it back, it was a, it was a big swing from what could have been to what, to what it ended up being. And I felt like we were just scrambling coming from behind the rest of the game. So, do you think that if he makes that shot, David, that we win the game? I mean, you still got four minutes left to play, but that was a big momentum shift, as you were saying. Yeah, I mean, yes. Granted, we didn't have any other gigantic momentum shifts, but it would have had to have been like consecutive bad plays for us to get, you know, under from being up five. So I feel like it really it played a big part, but more just kind of like mentally that the team felt like they were behind and we just had really bad possessions after that for pretty much the rest of the game. Yeah. Steven, I would like to give you some stats for the University Uh-oh. of Alabama. That's uh, a scary thing. So, field goal percentage for Alabama in the entire game total was just under 40%. Three-point percentage was at 30%, which, I mean, is decent, but not like shooting lights out. So, we got Bama, like, the, the excuse that we had previously of, like, they just, you know, they come in a rup and they shoot lights out and we get blown out by 20. At least we didn't get blown out by 20. But if any game like to beat Bama, because apparently they're supposed to be world beaters or something, this would have been it. 
Like they 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 didn't shoot lights out, and like you said, we just couldn't close out the game. Is it as simple as just the point guard play, or do you think there's more? No, I think that? if you if you go back to look at it, um, I think Kentucky missed. They counted up. They missed 20 shots in the paint, which you would say that probably most of those shots in the paint are right at the rim. I mean, you missed 20 shots, not 20 points, 20 shots. That's 40 points. So that's where you look at that and go, man, we just don't hit the, we don't hit the bunnies and we don't have anybody that like Cal said, we have nobody that can get by their man and finish at the rim. Boston gets by his man, but he rarely finishes at the rim. Um, Ask you can't get by anybody. Men's can't get by anybody. I think that's where we need Clark. Cause I think he can actually get by his man and finish at the rim, but we don't have that. Now, even so Steven, I think it, for, forget, forget even the finishing at the rim. But just like trying to get to the rim in the first half in this game, we shot 13 free throws. Second half, we shot only four. Bama in the second some half. Some of that, though, to me is a not. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a blame the refs guy, but some of those foul calls were a little. Uh, let's say suspect to be. Be safe. Let's say. Yeah. Well, I, but but the, the the difference then to I guess to finish that we had 17 free throws in the entire game. Bama had 26 free throws in the second half. And really it was a, a tale of two halves with that. They only shot two free throws in the first half and we had, I don't know, 13 or something. We only had four in the second half and they had like 26. So I don't know, maybe it's the, you know, foul calls uh, and getting a home whistle, which, you know, happens. It's just a thing in, in basketball or it's, you know, us not being aggressive enough. I don't know, but that, that seems to be the huge swing in the game. Cause like we, we shot better from three point land than Bama did. Like we hit 42% of our shots. They hit a few more than we did. Uh, Cause they took a few more shots. Uh, well, actually we hit the same amount. They just took a, a few more shots than we did. Um, but I think you're right about, we just missing those bunnies. The, 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 the field goal percentage was uh, not nearly as high as the, the three point percentage that we had for the game. And I think the one thing that I think is missing from this team that every Calipari team has. And I think the only game I've seen it happen with has been the LSU game. Every Calipari team, I feel like they have a point guard who can get to the rim, but we don't ever, we don't, the point guard never shoots layups. We throw lobs. We never throw lobs ever, ever anymore. And we we've never got, throw lobs. And we've got the perfect guy to throw it to. I mean, I feel like Isaiah, Isaiah Jackson, he could yes. grab it no matter where you put if it. If you if you had a Hagens or even that Kate Cunningham from uh, Oklahoma State or even that kid Sharif Cooper from our Auburn, that's a whole, we're a whole different team because now you have somebody that can break down the defense, get in the lane, throw a lob, and dunk. Jackson would average – he'd have to average 12, 15 points because it would just be easy bucket after easy bucket. Yeah. And we, we just, we can't do that. Also, David, I feel like I thought this is where Steven was going, but I'll make this point as well is the, the fast break points. Like we don't seem to get out and transition very often. And but that's because Cal's not supposed to yell go. Yeah. That's what I would understand. You've got people on the radio saying, you know, all Cal does is say, go, go, go the entire time. Well, that's because when we have success and the way to get, I feel like a young team that's not good in the half court to be able to, to get some confidence, seeing the ball go through the basket is to get out and transition. But David, like we way, never you seen all notice, to get out and transition. Have you noticed what Cal says now? He doesn't say go anymore. Have you heard what he says now? No. Fast. He goes fast. Nice. Fast. Fast. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I That's noticed it. in the LSU game, he goes fast. They've just, David, they've <laughs> stopped eating. 
is the problem because he keeps telling them to fast. They don't have the energy. That's why they're they're having problems. That was, a, that was a bad this. joke, Andrew. I'm just telling you, we need to change <laughs> that's, this. That's Maybe. a Tim Hobbs joke. Wait, a, heard wait a bring it down. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> But David, why why aren't we getting these transition opportunities? And uh, is Cal wrong to say go or or fast? <laughs> uh, answer the first question. I have no idea. Answer to the second question. I don't think he's wrong at all. Uh, to to boost the morale, you know, putting up more shots. Some of them have to go in, right? And if they're not doing well offensively, hustling is not going to hurt. That it's only going to help. I mean, not rushing. But, you know, hustling after the ball and pushing up the court when they get it, I mean, it just seems like good basketball. I would like to point out as well, the big criticism of Cal this year, I guess, is that the offense is antiquated or something, that we need to shoot a lot more threes. I watched a pretty good portion of what? Chris Beard is at Texas Tech, right? Yep. I watched a pretty good portion of the game that they played on Saturday and a lot of their shots are mid-range field goals. And apparently he's one of the guys that people would like to replace Cal if he were to go somewhere. So I'm just saying, I don't understand this whole, like, I don't know, giving Cal grief well, I, for not shooting enough threes was, or whatever else. I thought it was interesting to see that people talk about where Cal says, if you're struggling to hit three, step inside and shoot a two. First of all, I'm pretty sure Cal didn't say step one foot inside and yeah. shoot a long to he just yeah. said step inside the arc and hit a two which was you people to do? kept saying well people kept saying no shoot the three okay yeah. so if you're a five percent free three-point shooter do you just shoot threes and shoot threes because oh my goodness i have to shoot a three and that's it it's no. modern basketball you man. take a no you take a good shot watch the nba sure they shoot a lot of threes watch the warriors they shoot a ton of threes you know what they also shoot a lot of elbow jumpers a ton of elbow jumpers it's no different it's still a point point to point you can't yeah. just shoot threes unless you have great three-point shooting teams yeah it's it, it doesn't make a lot of sense um now after the bama game especially really after it's been a while since we've had hope that we would do anything uh to get to the tournament without just winning the sec tournament uh in march but people had to say like joe joe lenardi was saying that kentucky still has a path to an at-large bid if david we could beat texas uh, but then we got the news, I think Friday morning, that uh, that Texas game would not be uh, a game. It would just be canceled. And I was shocked because when they had said before the issues that teams were having, they said it was Texas, you know, that had several players out and uh, their coach had been out for a little bit and stuff like that. But then in the media release, I was pretty sure that it, it said because of uh, Kentucky and contact tracing within our program. Uh, so, David, how disappointed were you that the, the Texas game didn't happen, or do you think it's a blessing in disguise? What What were your thoughts on, on that? I was kind of uh, mostly neutral. Um, plus side is uh, the likelihood of us winning was pretty low, so I wouldn't have to sit through that and suffer that loss. Uh, but on the downside, we could have won. We could have. I mean, at no, the very least, we could have no, shown that we're. That no, it's possible. It was going to be a it W. Was, it was Steven. possible. It was possible. But I mean, no. I think, I think, I think we go into the gym, we play them, and it's the same as the Alabama game. We play well against them and then crumble at the end. But not the first Alabama game where we lose by twenty. I think you know, it, just looking from the outside, if someone were to just have watched the game that we would have played uh, against them that, you know, we'd have looked like a decent team. Just at the end, we would have choked again like we have for the past forever. Steven? 
yeah, we would not have won that game. I don't believe it all. Um, <clears throat> what sucks is, is we have a fantastic defensive team. And we just yeah. have no offense. If we could just get somewhat of an offense, we'd have a really good chance of doing something. Um, but I'm okay with the game not being there. I don't, I, I don't think that, um, I don't think this team makes a tournament, even if they've beaten Texas without winning the SEC tournament. So this team could, I mean, it sucks that they have the COVID for on our team because I think they need all the practice they can get and they're not practicing this weekend. Yeah. But I think Cal is usually pretty good at getting teams to turn around because of practice. So I'm all for it. Um, I'm interested to see when the tournament comes around. So what do you do if you're Alabama? Do you do the SEC tournament when you're already a lock to get into the big tournament? and risk COVID, or do you just say, hey, we're going to pass on the SEC tournament and wait for the big tournament? If you're Tennessee, Alabama, Missouri, so then is there an SEC tournament? And if there is, does a selection committee look at that and go, well, you didn't play your top three teams, so your at-large bid don't really count. That's our path. If all of the good teams in the SEC that are already making the tournament decide they're not playing in the tournament, they then, won't have an SEC tournament. Then no, 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 no. We just play minus those teams. They still play the tournament. We win we the play tournament. Bandy, who we can't, we can barely win. At we home. can beat Bandy. We've done that. We barely beat him at home. Okay. We play who else? Ole Miss. We can Mississippi we can, State. We can beat those teams. Yeah, I doubt it. I like this. This is this is my new positivity here is those those hey, you Bama, know what the best Tennessee. you know what the best part of covid for calipari was this year what's that we didn't play detroit where his son would come in and score 20 points against us and we get beat by detroit that's a good point that's a good they point. would have beat us i mean and yeah, his probably. son would have you're had 25 wrong. points that, you're not wrong that would have been really and sad. everybody would have been calling for well why did we let him yeah. you know yeah. Yeah, we ran he brad off. Hey, keep your own he, son he's here. our shooter <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so I think what I hear Steven saying, David, is that best possibility for Kentucky is if we just go ahead and cancel the rest of our regular season, just do yes. Camp Cal from now until March. Yes. And yes. then then we'll be ready. <laughs> Come we need SEC a tweak. Tournament we need time. a tweak. Yes. We need seven tweaks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just throw everything out. Let's start over. And I, we'll, we'll I try something. I am still interested. I still believe that there is something to the fact that we have not had our whole roster for a game. Yeah. That is a factor. I mean, people can say what they want, but it is a factor. And people act like Clark wasn't playing well. He had a couple good games. I mean, the Notre Dame game, he went off before he was out. Hitting threes, going to hitting a lot of mid-range. I think having Clark, I think, I, if you ask me, if you had your best lineup, I think you got to have Sar, depending on how he's playing. Yeah. But I like Isaiah Jackson better. I would like a Jackson, BJ at the four, Clark at the three, and then you run a combination of Askew, Mintz, and Allen at the one and the two. And Seems like a good idea. Do you think, though, that Clark comes back and plays it all this year? Yeah, I think he does. You do? Yeah. Running out of time. I think he plays like the last two weeks of the regular season to get ready for the SEC tournament to try to make a run. We can do it, guys. What if they come out and announce that there is no SEC tournament? You think he still comes back and plays no. for two if weeks? There's no, S- no, because what's the point? You're you're not going to go. He's not going to get picked in the NBA anyways at that point. Or, and if he is, maybe he gets lucky and does it, but the games wouldn't help him. We suck. So sit out, practice up, go see what you can do in the draft. If you can't make the draft, come back. I'm really – I we need to make a push for canceling the rest of the regular season. I think that's <laughs> our path. Just get healthy. You know, it's I mean, not safe. It's not safe. Okay. We'll, we'll come back and play when you it's know, safe. 
I've done it every game. I'm not getting into this game. I'm just going to sit here. Alabama game, I'm clapping and pumping my fists as we're hitting shots, making a run. Every game still happens. Can't get it out of my system. David, I'll be honest with you. When Steven told us last time that he just wasn't going to care about the rest of the games and not cheer or anything, in my head, I was thinking, yeah, right. Because I don't <laughs> think game before that, though, <laughs> who did we play before that? LSU. The LSU game? Yeah. I never clapped one time in the LSU game. There you go. Let's give you a non-clap now for uh, <laughs> approval. For, for what? Being a bad fan? Is that what? <laughs> I guess. Applauding <laughs> bad fan. It's just, dude, I, when I went to the Vandy game, I walked out of my seat and looked at my uh, heart rate on my watch, and it said my heart rate was 105 beats a minute. Why? Why am I getting myself so worked up over a ball game that I know we're going to lose odds are, so why do it? Oh, my gosh. Well, Stephen, yeah. I was talking to you earlier about this, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Is uh, Jay Billis, either on College Game Day or in another interview or something like that, he said a couple of things that I thought were interesting. When it came to one and done that a lot of people like to blame uh, this year and say that this year proves that one and done does not work because Duke is playing poorly and Kentucky is playing poorly, and that just means that it finally shows the weaknesses of, of one and done. Well, Billis, his view on it, which I think would be the same as mine, is this does not prove that at all because it's it's the anomaly. Like, you can't take one data point and say, okay, those teams sucked this year. So that means that one and done just doesn't work. I think it still works, but other people have said that since a lot of the good players that, I don't know, would normally come to college, they might be taking different routes in the future. David, do you think that there's a, I don't know, successful future in continuing the idea of just get the top guys that you possibly can, have them be one and dones, and you can still transition that into uh, Final Fours and Elite Eights? I mean, I Elite Eights and Final Fours, yeah, I think we could we could continue to do that pretty consistently. But, I mean, being uh, just over-the-top, dominant program like we have been in the past, I think it'll kind of – kind of dwindle a little bit just because there are really great players going to super random schools that no one cares about. And then, you know, you have G league option and just, you know, had been straight pro and start making money. So a lot of really great players are, are going to start doing that, but I don't think it's going to be like, you know, most of them are like, it, it'll make a difference and elite programs that are one and done programs won't be, you know, as elite, but I, I don't think it'll make a huge difference in the end, especially since we're supposed, aren't we supposed to start, you know, players supposed to start being able to make money? I think, is that true? I don't know about that one. I thought maybe, or they think that maybe in the next couple of years that they'll be able to do like, um, get sponsored and stuff, or like do, I don't know, advertisements. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's for sure yet. Yeah. Well, Steven, do you think that there is a future in still having the same kind of success with a one-and-done deal, yes. or does Cal need to pivot? Um, I don't think he – I think he needs to pivot in a couple aspects, but not with the one-and-dones. I think the one-and-dones are still still viable. Um, one thing is everybody was talking about the one-and-done. You want to recruit the best players. Yeah. I don't care who you are. You want to recruit the best players. So if that best player turns out to go to college for one year – why would you – oh, I'm not going to recruit you because you're we're probably going to go to the NBA after a year. Why? So Duke didn't want to recruit Zion Williamson because he was going to the NBA after a year. We didn't want to recruit Carl Towns because he was going to the NBA after one year. That's stupid. You don't sit there and look at people and go, well, I need you to be here at least two years. 
I mean, look at Shea. Nobody said going into that year he was going to be a one-year player. Same with Devin Booker. Those kids are killing it, you know. But then you get somebody like Quickly, who you're probably going to be a two-year player. He was. He went to the NBA, and he's killing it. Yeah. You know, Richards was supposed to be a one-and-done. He stayed three years. It just depends. You can't – you just have to recruit the best players, play the year out. If they're supposed to be a first-round draft pick, you go to the NBA. It's pretty simple. If B.J. Boston is a top-20 pick, Cal has to tell him, son, go to the NBA. Yeah. Do not come back. Yeah, what happens if he comes back and he gets hurt and then his future is yeah. not what it was? Yes. You have to go to the NBA. It doesn't matter. If you get a first-round draft pick, you have life-changing money, generationally changing money. You have to take it. Yeah. That's stupid. And you can't tell me anybody out here would say, I'm going to go back to college where I can't do what I want or I'm going to go make a guaranteed $2 million to play ball. And if you're a first-round draft pick, you get multiple chances time after time after time. Teams are going to pick you up because they believe in you. Why would you not? Yeah. That's stupid. And to make to make a separate point, as like a teacher specifically, I think like college is a wonderful thing, but what you need in life is you just need a skill and to be able to capitalize on that. Like if you don't finish college, you can still do something with that. You, a lot of people, you know, do trade school or get experience in some sort of work. What could be better than if you're going to be a top 10 pick or a top 20 pick to go to the NBA, make tons of money like that, and then build up like a brand of your name, save some of that money and be able to do something with it later. Like you don't have to have a college degree in order to be successful. It's a wonderful idea. And most people like that's a good solution for it. But if you're going to make millions of dollars and you've got a good enough head on your shoulder to where you can invest some of that and not just blow yep. it all immediately, that can set you and your family and like your kids and maybe even grandkids up for a very long time if you invest the money, right? Right. The only thing I think Cal does need to change, he needs to get – if you look at the players he recruited, I understand wanting to get the best players. And we – and I think – I agree with Drew Franklin as little as I know. It looks like all the signs are pointing to Kate Cunningham was coming to Kentucky, the kid at Oklahoma State. And if he had, different team. Yeah. But I think that if – you have to still recruit the best players, but you got to look at that and go, well, B.J. Boston's not a great shooter from the outside. Neither is Clark. You have to be able to find a balance. you got to go out and get a couple shooters to mix in with it. You have to have shooters in the game. I mean, you can see as much as people want to hard play Dante Allen more, he does have an effect on the game because he does spread the floor. The yeah. teams are not leaving him open, so it's opening the floor up. And you can't have bigs that can't shoot anymore You can't, at the same time. So you can't have an Isaiah Jackson and a Lance Ware playing at the same time. It doesn't work. Yeah. So you have to – He's got to get the best players, mix in a little bit of more shooters, I feel like. So do you think that that's the problem with the team this year is that it was a bad, uh, I don't <clears> know, mix I think on the, the roster? Is they don't have a point guard, the point guard. I think the point guard play is the key to Cal Perry's system. The years he's had great point guards, we've been great. John Wall, Brandon Knight took him a little bit to get going. When he figured it out, look what we did there. Marcus Teague struggled a little bit, but we had an Anthony Davis to make it up. Ryan Harrell, we were awful that year. Um, you have the Harrison twins. We struggled until Andrew Harrison figured it out. Yeah. Tyler Ulis, we played, had a good year all year. His teams are predicated on a good point guard play. That's it. But don't you think that like being a good point guard, you have to be like really connected to the team and get, um, like, especially with the point guards that take a little while to get started, like building that, that, uh, like connection with everybody else. 
I know that the players spend a lot of time together and they practice a lot together, but they missed out on some of that, especially toward the beginning of the year. Do you think that plays an effect on Askew's ability as a point guard? No, because Askew, Clark, and Boston all worked out together in California all summer. Yeah. I, I, I just think the problem is we just don't have – we don't have a point guard that can go by anybody. And, and that makes a difference. And you can't – like as much as Askew has struggled the past couple of games, he was doing better, but whenever he's struggling – it's you don't have that many options. Like you got Mints that could come in and do something, yeah. but he's or not great. So you can't just you can't just bench Askew and then say, "All right, Mints go." Like he's got to yeah. have relief, and Mints right. is not the answer to our problems. Like he he's yeah. got his own issues whenever he's playing. I 100 percent believe if this team had a <clears throat> Ashton Hagen's comeback, gotten Cade Cunningham, something like one of those two options, I think this team is maybe not maybe not on a Gonzaga Baylor level but we're a top 10, top 15 team not struggling the way we are. Yeah. I mean, we're not losing games. Sure, Alabama blew us out. Most of the games we're losing are not blowout losses. You know, we're struggling to score finishing. and still hanging in games. Yeah. So if you had a point guard who could play and not turn the ball over, get the ball out to other people, how would that not help? It's a good point. So we've got Missouri and Tennessee coming up this week. Tuesday um, at 9 is Missouri, 9 Eastern, and then uh, Saturday at 8 Eastern is Tennessee. After those two games, David, what do you think our record is? Um, our record for this week will probably be um, – we'll probably win the first one and lose the second one. I am optimistic. I mean, that's – and that's optimistic, so. Yeah, I'm optimistically saying finishing the week one and one. Steven? Uh, who do you say we have, Missouri and who? Tennessee? Missouri and Tennessee. <clears throat> well, I don't know. Um, Missouri just had two players score 30 points apiece in a game Saturday. So they're due for a clunker, uh, right? That's what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say we go – I want to say 2-0, and but most likely 0-2. All right. Well – Oh, right, how about this? I'll make a That's not an answer. We lose, we lose to Missouri. Clark comes back, and we beat Tennessee. I like how all of us on our, optim- that. on our optimistic side and our going out on a limb side is finishing the week <laughs> one and one. I mean, you are playing two top twenty teams, though. Yeah, I know, but it's the. I, I mean, know. even this a, a good discouraging Cal Perry team would struggle sometimes with that. I suppose, but we just—I would like to have wins. That would be cool. Anywho. True. Uh, Steven, do you have time for us to finish with picking the football schedule now that it's come out in the order that it's come out? I got about three or four minutes, so we right. have to go fast. Let's do it quick. So we'll go through, David, and I'll just say uh, who we're playing and what the week is, and then you tell me win or loss. Keep track of your own scores. So, David, then Steven. First, we've got University of Louisiana at Monroe. Win. 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 All right. Then we have the University of Mississippi. You mean Missouri? That's what I meant. Missouri. (laughs) Win. 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 Whether it's Missouri or Mississippi. Third game is (laughs) University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Win. Win. Yeah, I also think win. University of South Carolina. Win. 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 Uh, Florida. That one's win. loss i think we beat florida then we have lsu win loss i think we beat lsu they were bad this year and i don't know why they would be that different 
Um, and then we go to Georgia. Loss. Loss. Close. Close, but a loss. Yeah, I think it's a loss, too. Uh, then at Mississippi State. Win. 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 Uh, then at, uh, Tennessee at home. Win. 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 Then we've got at Vandy. I think that's a win. Win. <laughs> win. And then uh, New Mexico State at home. Win. 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 And then at Louisville. Win. Win. I want to go back and change one of mine. I think we dropped the Mississippi State game after Georgia as like a, a letdown game that we usually tend to have. Um, but I don't with- because we have Georgia, a bye week, and then Mississippi State. Oh, never mind. I won't switch it. I keep it the same. Guys, the we're going schedule, eleven and one. The, the schedule. Okay, here's here's my. I think the Missouri. I think the Missouri game depends on it. We beat Missouri, and it is, you beat Missouri, and then you go down to Florida. I think you beat Missouri, beat Florida. I think you do go eleven and one because you have a tough stretch there with Florida, LSU, and Georgia back to back to back. Then a bye week, and then five very easy winnable games to finish the year. If you lose the Missouri, then I think the Florida game becomes very critical. I think worst case this team's nine and three. Best case you're eleven and one. This is so much. And eleven positivity. and one, eleven and one puts you in a chance to be in the SEC championship because you just gotta hope Georgia loses two games. Which I don't know who they play, but they play Florida every year. So let Florida beat them and then one other team beat them and you're good. This is great. I feel so positive now, David. This is much better <laughs> than we started. Why don't we just talk football? I don't understand. <laughs> well, I think I think those four games well, starting cool. starting at Florida to the game after Georgia, I think we win two to three of those games. You know what? Any order. You know what I like the so much? four games that makes a season is Missouri, Florida, LSU, and Georgia. Yeah. Those are the four games. But LSU isn't LSU if they're the same as this year. I mean, they were they're bad. They're still good, though. Year, I think they won five or six games this year. They still were good, I guess. But I think we're more in danger of losing the game after Georgia than we are losing against Missouri. But like see, I know Missouri's not bad, but like I think I think we could. I agree with Andrew that letdown game might might affect us a little more. Stephen changed well, me Missouri, though. That bye week, Missouri. You have a a new post. You have a new offensive coordinator, a brand new quarterback that could be either Gaywood or Bo Allen in their second game of the year. That's a tough spot to play a really good team. That's true. That's true. 11 and 1. This is great. SEC Championship. Bring on Bama, baby. Come on. Oh. We can take them. We want Bama. No roll tide. Hey, what's the worst that happens? You go to the SEC Championship and get beat by 30. So what? Yeah, we were still there. I'll buy the t shirt. I don't care. How about It'd this? be great. How about this? We, we go to the SEC Championship game. We'll get tickets. All three of us will get tickets and we'll go. I like this. this Sounds good to me. Time. Wonderful All time. Right. All right, and with that wonderful positivity, we'll wrap it up here. David, Stephen, thank you guys for joining. No no problem. Pleasure. And to those of you listening. Fantastic. Yes. To those of you (laughs) listening, thanks for listening here on the Big Blue Brothers podcast. Look for another episode coming up next Sunday. Hopefully it'll be two wins for Kentucky and not the other way around. And until next time, we'll see you.